0: (laughs) I didn't mind choice for us either, but I spent more time in in Spencer's, just to be honest. Well, that explains a lot. It does. You'll be just fine, Tim. (laughs) You'll be just fine.
1: uh, That was in the back of my mind as well.
0: And once again, you have joined us with another episode of the Dodger Hour of Power. (laughs) Ha ha! Hey, welcome to the weekend edition of the Fantasy Frenemy podcast. This is the baseball edition. Tim, that we got going on here tonight. Tim, it's just you and I again. This week it's just been you and I. I think I think Bobby joined us Sunday night, but then you and I have kind of taken over the Frenemy world.
1: You know, I mean, somebody's got to do it, right? So, yeah, he said he,
0: he he said he went to some he he went to The Lion King. So, I guess it was a a movie like like his autobiography or something like that. <laughs> A document? Hey, is that a documentary? You know of, is that a documentary of Bobby's fantasy life? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the,
1: possibly, but you know, it's not a really good excuse because guess what? I what? also went and saw The Lion King tonight. Took the family oh. <laughs> to see it, and I'm here.
0: So is it a is it a re-release of that cartoon? I don't. I. It's I have not no a. Idea. It's
1: not a re-release. It's a remake. It's a. Disney's calls it a live action remake, but it's not live action because it's still. It's just all. Instead of being uh, hand-drawn animation like the original, this is yeah. all computer uh, animation. It's just realistic looking. So it's um, still a
0: cartoon? It's still a cartoon. It's,
1: it's not a cartoon. It's, it's, it's CG. Like I mean, like you would see in most other movies, it's just realistic CG. So all the animals look you know, realistic. I probably had a much different viewing experience than, than Bobby did tonight.
0: You know, he's yeah. probably
1: watching it right now. Is it is it okay if I get into this? Because it's yeah. it's a pretty entertaining story.
0: Okay, don't don't ruin the don't ruin the movie for other people. I won't, maybe somebody have never the seen mo- the movie. Well,
1: you know, if you if nobody let's listen. If the if there's listeners out here that have not seen the original Lion King, I'm sorry. Like, you, maybe you just need to not listen to this part of the episode right now and just don't go give watch away. The end. I, <laughs> listen, this is this. This movie is pretty much the, it's 85% the same movie okay. um, as the original. But anyway, so, uh, so we're sitting up near the very back. It, we went to the IMAX showing. We're sitting all the way in the back.
0: You and, and you and your family. You, you got me and my gotta... family,
1: and my wife and my son, and then okay. uh, we also went with uh, some friends of ours too. We're sitting all the way up in the back. And for those that have seen the movie, if you remember the part where Scar, the villain, is sing sings his song, uh, "Be Prepared" with the hyenas and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, that scene happens in the movie, and this guy sitting down near the very front, not all the way in the front, but near the front, and he just started yelling. This movie's bull, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, start, in a children's started, movie in a children's movie and so he started he like this movie's bull and it started saying some vulgarities and and saying how like the original wasn't like that or or you know whatever right. or or he was saying the original was better he basically was just you know shouting his dislike for this version of the movie and now i would happen to agree with him at to some point <laughs> to some degree in that scene, I thought the original scene from the original movie was better, but I digress. The, the, the issue is this guy was yelling all this stuff. People started telling him to be quiet, and then he started yelling back at those people and saying uh, <laughs> saying like stuff like – saying all kinds of very wow. vulgar things. And there's kids in this theater. So at that point, multiple people get up and walk out to go – Inform management of the situation, and at that point, I'm completely taken out of the movie. It's all this is now. The stampede scene is happening did in they, the movie.
0: Did they pause it? So they didn't pause Yeah, I
1: oh, just you know I'm getting to that because uh so like the stampede is happening and I I'm not even paying attention to the movie at this point. I'm just watching to see what this guy is up to, and finally, you know, a few minutes later, the police actually show, show uh, walk in with their flashlights and shine right on the guy walk over to them, they're telling them to get up. And at that point they pause the movie. If you know, for those of you that have seen the movie, it's right when Simba finds his dead father, Mufasa, on the oh. ground. And they pause it right then. So you oh, just no. see a you just <laughs> see a lifeless Mufasa and a really sad Simba right next to each other. <laughs> and it's just paused. Be, these kids right. are
0: gonna be oh they're they're so starved. it's paused
1: like that for all while this guy is they're telling this guy to get up. And, of course, this guy, I think he was drunk or on drugs or something, and he wouldn't leave. And then he finally realized that they were police because it was dark, so he, he couldn't see him, I guess. But he thought it was just the theater management or something, and he wouldn't leave. But then he saw it was police, and then then he was like, oh. So he gets up and starts kind of walking towards the aisle, but then he still starts saying stuff, and then he stops, and he won't move they're trying they're telling you're giving him multiple chances to leave on his own accord but he doesn't so they have to try to forcibly remove him and then he tries he resists and fights back and uh, it's just you know a big old ordeal and wow. uh, people got their phones out you know videoing the whole thing and all um, right and uh, eventually they get him down and i guess they pepper sprayed him because then you start hearing him yell like they pepper sprayed me and but nobody cares. Nobody, Everybody wants this guy out of there. Are they cheering?
0: Like, Do people yes. cheer?
1: So as soon as the police walked in, I forgot to say that. As soon as the police walked in, I start clapping. Like, I'm the first one. I start clapping because I'm a big-time moviegoer. I enjoy going to the movies. It really irks me when people distract other people from enjoying a movie who paid good money to see this movie. I just start clapping, and guess what? Everybody joined in with me. Uh, I thought the police handled it very well considering – theater didn't have to, but as we all left the theater, they all gave us free passes for another movie next oh, time we good. come so yeah, something they didn't have to do because it wasn't their fault that a man was acting like an idiot, but you know good for um, I, you know it was nice for them to do that all that all that being said, the movie was actually pretty good <laughs> oh, so I
0: wouldn't, and, and I, w- not... I, would,
1: I would still prefer the original over this one, but it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible it was, it was pretty good.
0: Maybe the guy was doing his best Aaron Boone impression I don't know if you heard about this or not In your busy day Aaron Boone got ejected at least out of the first game I, don't know I if did he hear about that And yeah. <laughs> So Aaron, maybe this guy was inspired by Did he have a Yankees jersey on? <laughs> no, he did not Hey, something else that happened, though, uh, as we talked about in the news and notes and breaking news that was happening last week or last last show, whenever we were on the air together, the Phillies ended up placing Jay Bruce on the 10 day injured list with a right oblique strain. I don't hardly ever remember oblique strains. Uh, They they seem to be a, a prominent thing this year and a dominant thing, because once you get one, it takes a minute to get recovered.
1: Core, a core injury. So, you know, that and that could be painful you know, while you sleep and be painful when you move, anytime you just move. I
0: mean, you know, I I remember seeing those infomercials and stuff where they're telling you to work out where they're telling you to work out your core and all this stuff and how important your core. I never heard of a core whenever I was growing up in in high school and stuff. There was never a core. Well, I don't don't know if we had cores. Maybe we're (laughs) evolving into different people with more cores or something. I don't know. But these people might want to take it a little bit easy on their obliques from now on. Cole Hamels tossed a bullpen session on Wednesday morning at Wrigley Field, so he's on his way back, which is good news for the Cubs. Good news for the Cubs. I don't know, have you been paying attention to the Cubs pitching staff lately? The Cubs pitching staff? Yeah.
1: I have not. Well, what's oh. going on with them?
0: No, and, and they're, they're lighting it up. Jose Quintana, he's having the roughest time out of them all. I would say that, he, that hmm. the big Q is having the roughest time. But John Lester, like over the last, couple of weeks anyway. He's got two wins, nine strikeouts and thirteen innings pitched, a two seven seven ERA and a one three whip. Quintana, he's got two victories in that same time frame. Ten strikeouts, thirteen innings pitched, four fifteen ERA with a one fifteen whip. Kyle Hendricks, who's, you know, been been back kinda after the All Star break. He had a little lull there where he was injured for a little bit, but he's pitched ten innings, eleven strikeouts, a three sixty ERA and a one twenty whip. And then my guy, you Darvish. Uh, he's he's become my guy now because he's got 12 innings pitch, 15 strikeouts, one victory. He got that victory yesterday. Zero earned runs and a 4-2 e a whip, point four two whip.
1: Look at you being a fair weather fan
0: there. Yeah, I picked, <laughs> yeah, I, I it is a little bit, because you but weren't this,
1: singing his praises earlier in the year
0: well he didn't he didn't deserve it. one of the things, <laughs> one of the crazy things I know we've kind of talked about him a little bit on the show. Joe Madden said he thought that guy thought a lot. Remember when we, when we said that that, that uh, Joe Madden, if he thinks somebody's thinking a lot, then, <laughs> then that means that guys really must be thinking. and now they say that you is just getting the ball hitting the rubber real quick and then throwing the ball. He's, he's not trying to think about it. He's not trying to overanalyze the situation. He's just throwing. He's just pitching. And they said he's really coming to his own right now. So that's, that's good news for Cubs fans. But if they get uh, Cole Hamels back, too, that's going to be a pretty tough pitching staff to handle. White Sox ended up placing Eloy Jimenez on the 10-day injured list as well. He's got ulnar nerve contusion. I don't even know what that means. Something wrong with his shoulder, I think, is what it is. He ran into his teammate, Charlie Tilson, on the outfield uh, the other night, and so now he's out for at least 10 days on the 10-day injured list. Twitter was going crazy yesterday because they thought that maybe Luis Robert, they were hoping they were going to call up Luis Robert, but he's only been in AAA for a little while. The guy's got incredible numbers, though. The guy is mashing down in, in the AAA level. He, he's, he's a 5 tool player, and everybody on Twitter was hoping they would, that he would call him up. And I think he jumped up on, on the Yahoo thing. He was like the, the third most added player or something yesterday because everybody was anticipating it. But I just want to remind everyone. Now, now I think this situation is a little bit different this year. With Eloy Jimenez, everybody wanted him to be called up last year. Everybody thought it was, and the White Sox just dragged their feet about calling people up. All right. They, they don't call people up fast. That's for sure. And if you're thinking about adding Robert, just just keep that in mind that Eloy Jimenez was rumored to have be coming up for about two months before he ever came up last year, if he even came up at all. I, don't, I, don't, I think he came up at the very end of last year, if, if at all. White Sox is just not an organizational philosophy. Now, this guy might be the exception to the rule because I did hear today that Jose Abreu, in the White Sox locker room, he said, after the White Sox lost again today, so they have a seven-game losing streak after the All-Star break. You know, their team leader Abreu, he said that they're waiting for help from below. That's exactly that was that's that's his words. Quote unquote, they're waiting for help from below, and he's meaning Robert. So we'll see what happens. Hector Neris has been suspended for three games for hitting your boy David Freeze in Tuesday's game against the Dodgers. <laughs>
1: And there's some more drama involved with that. I don't know if you heard. Uh, <laughs> I
0: did.
1: In, in today's game, uh, because he's appealing his three-game suspension, so he's still allowed to play, which I don't understand. Like, if you get to, if you, if the league suspends you <laughs> for hitting a guy, why? Even if he appeals it, why are you? Is he still allowed to play against the team that where where you hit the guy? And that's the reason why he's suspended. That doesn't make sense to me. But anyways. So in today's game, he gets in there in the ninth inning to, to close out the game because the Dodgers bullpen blew it. Apparently, he screamed some uh, vulgar stuff to the Dodgers bullpen or dugout. And um, after the game, Max Muncy was asked about it. And he said, well, you know, he's blown a lot of saves against us. so I guess he's just he was just really excited about finally getting one. Max, Max Muncy has the best comebacks.
0: He does. That one, I don't know <laughs> if that one's going to make a t-shirt, but yes, he does. No.
1: I mean, between that one and the mat, Mad Bum comeback that he had, I mean, that, he, he, just, every, he needs to be involved in every uh, uh, interview after a game.
0: <laughs> one of the things I thought of whenever I saw all that happening and I, I saw the drama going on, <clears throat> it kind of reminds me of whenever I play fantasy sports. And we talked about how I kind of have a target on my back and so I bring the best out of everybody each week and people if they if they haven't been necessarily paying attention to their roster every single day, they start paying attention to their roster every day. They start listening to podcasts, they start reading you know, they just they, they all they want to beat me, right? And so the Dodgers, I think, are in a similar fashion because they're on the upper echelon of the National League this year, and they have been for years uh, past as well. And so the Phillies kind of in a slump looking for some fire, and here come the Dodgers to town, right? In the first game, they, the Dodgers whoop them in this series, the best out of four series. They are Monday through Thursday this week. They just whoop them like 16-2 to 2 or something on Monday. And then the Phillies rally back. They win one. Then they lost another. Then today's kind of the rubber match, I guess. I don't know. You don't. You don't want to lose three to the Dodgers, and they end up coming back and winning this game as well. This might be the thing, the catalyst that drives the Phillies for the rest of the year. You yeah. saw how you saw how emotionally involved they were, and they had a walk off mm-hmm. hit the other day with Harper. This might be the catalyst to the Phillies' uh, comeback this season.
1: Yeah, because Harper and, and I think Harper is the one that is the you know the fire starter. For, yeah. for them. So oh, yeah. uh, if he gets going, you know, the rest of the team's going to follow. So and he had a great series against the Dodgers and, you know, against a really good pitching staff uh, as far as starting pitching staff. And he, he, he even did well against the starters. So if he gets going, I mean, that the Braves better better be uh, looking behind them because the, the Phillies yeah. could become Phillies could be on their way to uh, starting their, their own run to chase well. them, chase them.
0: And I I don't know how much you pay attention to my roster, but I I started accumulating some Phillies because I said, surely these guys can't be as bad. They they, they can't be as bad this whole year with all this talent on their team. So I started accumulating some Phillies. Alberto Modese, he ended up on the 10-day injured this. It's too early to tell what's going to end up happening with him. I've heard so many different reports. I Googled this stuff. I learned more about shoulder subluxation. And the human anatomy that I did the entire summer between my junior and senior year, if you know what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, (laughs) uh, But they said he could be they said he could be out for a month. He could be finished for the whole year. The the training staff said that they uh, want to train him very hard over the next couple of days to see how much that shoulder stays in place it is not his throwing shoulder so that's a little bit of positive reinforcement the other thing i saw is that he is going to make the next road trip this upcoming road trip with his team so I, to me that's a positive sign you know they just didn't they didn't wrap him up and say look just take it easy stay here at home uh we'll, we'll we'll work on this just mail it in they didn't say that they're bringing him along with them the training staff is going to be working with him every day. So if you're, if you're an Almondese owner and you have a DL spot, of course, put him on there. Definitely don't give up on him for the rest of this year. To me, somebody like uh, Bruce, you might be able to give up on him because those oblique injuries just last for months on end. So i, I got to wait for a couple more reports on Mondesi. Maybe I'm wishfully thinking. Danny Santana with the te- with with the Texas Rangers. You know that that guy, man, he smashed two home runs the other night, but his team got trashed by the Diamondbacks. It doesn't matter though. I, I called Hughes because I'm playing Hughes and Danny Santana's playing for playing for the Hughes's team this week, who has just been stomping me left and right. I sent you that after we got off the show the other night, and he had like 14 home runs already this week, 40 something RBIs, 40 runs scored. Ah, oh, I was down nine to one or eight to two. I don't even know what it was. I started covering my eyes because I didn't want to see it. And so I called him up. I, I wanted to talk to him about, you know, hey, man, why don't you rest a couple of players like you do against everybody else, you know, during the during the week? Because he wasn't he's not taking it easy on me at all. But do you know what I said to him? This is the phone call. because So the phone rang and Hughes picked up. He said, hello. I, I, that, that's that's that was the phone call because I, I'm not. Talk- <laughs> what? Well, I'm not talking to him anymore. I'm just not going to talk to him. If he's going to beat me like that, I'm just not talking to him anymore. Uh, that's, it, that's it. Our friendship is going to be cut off, I think, from this point on. Our frenemy friendship might just be cut off if he's going to stomp me like this. This not taking half any yours. Danny Santana's hitting two home runs against me, Tim. This, something's not right, man.
1: It, it, something is not right because if you look at the other, the actual last place team, uh, Brandon's team, <laughs> yeah. They're stomping the the third place team, uh, Lost Puppies, who has been near the top of the league all year, and he's getting stomped. So the the two bottom teams are starting to finally starting to put their team together apparently, and (laughs) now they're starting to try to take down top teams.
0: Well, as as long as those two bottom teams continue to try for the rest of the year, I'll be okay with it. But if it's only because I got a target on my back. Uh, Nate Evaldi is flying with the team to Baltimore and will likely be activated Saturday against the Orioles. So we'll see some of this drama over this weekend over whether or not Nate Nate Evaldi will be the closer for the Boston Red Sox. He did have a scoreless inning down in Pawtucket in his last outing. So we'll see what happens with Nate Evaldi. All right, Tim, let's take a look. Now, you can't tell me after we get done with doing this, you can't tell me, oh, I'm really looking forward to the Dodger uh, series. No, you can't tell me that. I want to hear what kind of series this weekend you're really looking forward to because we have several series going on. We talked about the National League uh, Wild Card race, the National League Central race. Some of those things are really heating up. The Indians are on a tear. The the Philadelphia Phillies are on a tear. So we got a plenty of places to choose from. All right. So you got to pick. You got to pick a different series than that Dodgers series. Some of those series start today. Uh, we had the we had the Brewers. Starting against the Diamondbacks. Where was that being played? I I missed where that was being played. Arizona. Oh, so it is in Arizona. Okay. And then you got the cards at the Reds. We got the Twins and the A's starting here on Thursday night. I I like that one. Those are some two hot teams, aren't they? The Twins, of course, have been hot all year long. But the Athletics, so this this is actually in Minnesota. And the Athletics have been red hot right now. Red hot, so I, I'm really excited about that one. Plus, I, I I got some athletics on my team, so that's why I guess it's always it's always you you're you're nat- getting
1: you're getting an athletic on your team. Oh,
0: I am. You made my and, night. And uh, my night.
1: uh, I'm a little you know I was real happy with because it, it it's uh, so here for the listeners. Uh, Wes and I were involved with the trade last night. Uh, I'm trading him uh Lariano for.
0: Uh, Max Kepler from the Twins. And Max and, Kepler was exchanged earlier this year when I gave you LeMahieu.
1: I'm getting him back, basically. Yes. Which, right now, you're getting the hotter player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lariano is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't know if he's going to hold that up the rest of the season, which is why I was okay with trading him to you. Kepler has been kind of cold uh recently but i think he's gonna pick it back up which is why i was okay with getting him. and uh, i'm losing steals because kepler's not a base dealer lariano is so but i'm getting a few more rbis and home runs in the trade so
0: okay so let's talk about this because i have heard in some feedback from people hey talk about your trades you used about football trades a lot baseball trades are harder to talk about than football trades because to me there's more stats well, it's a lot more stats. There's a lot more moving parts in all this and and I can't predict baseball trades nearly like I could predict football trades. Yeah. Um I just I can see the schedules better. Anyway, so here's here's my line of thinking on this trade. Loriano has been red hot and he's playing for a red hot squad. Kepler if you take away his Bauer games where he has had three home runs against Bauer, two home runs against Bauer in the same games. You take away those five home runs, he only has 18 home runs for the year. Uh, now, now, don't get me wrong. His his contact rate is a lot better than it has been in previous years, which has me a little nervous as well. But I saw that potential in Kepler and, you know, you can't take a, you start taking away this game or that game, and you're like, oh, well, see there. Are, well, what if he would have just hit it two more feet? He would have had home runs the other time. So you can't really do that, but that's kind of my line of thinking. And I'm willing to take a chance for those extra steals because I lost Mondesi, so i got to give up something for uh, some steals at some point, and that's what I decided to give up was Kepler. He's, he He hasn't been hitting where he has been hitting earlier this year either. He was always hitting, like, first, or so, a lot more often than he is now. They start putting him in sixth, uh, and I, I don't know where that's coming from. I think, like you said, it's off to that, maybe uh, attributed to that coldness that he has in his bat right now. But I'm looking forward to the A's and Twins now. You uh, you reminded me that about that trade, and so now I'm looking forward to it even more. But if 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 it's going to go the way trades have gone for me so far this year, you'll be just fine, Tim. <laughs> you'll be just fine.
1: Well, and I, that was in the back of my mind as well. So.
0: I have lost on every baseball trade there is this year, I think. Uh, you know, Mar, but you know Mark, what? Mark may this, not agree with that. But
1: <laughs> This could be the one. This could yeah.
0: be the one. And, and I'm just going to keep on trading. I, nobody's ever said that I'm not going to trade, so I'm going to keep on trading. Uh, a's and Twizzle. And by the way, I will send you the uh, Max Kepler poster I have above my bed. Uh, that'll be on your way to the house as well. <laughs> That's
1: really weird that you have a poster of Max Kepler above your bed. I'm sure your wife really appreciates that.
0: I think she does. Uh, the, <laughs> Nationals, the Nationals are playing the Braves in Atlanta. I think tonight Atlanta got a got handed to them, if I'm not mistaken. You get the Nationals and the Braves. That's a big series for the Washington Nationals. And the Giants and the Mets started this well, evening.
1: I would say that Braves and... And you said Braves and Nationals. That's not just big for the Nationals. That's big for Bra- the Braves. The Braves, I think they lost the series against Milwaukee this week. So, you know, they're if they're wanting to keep that, that lead in that division, I mean, the Nationals are hot. And if the Phillies start getting hot and the Mets start getting hot, they, they better, uh, they got to start picking it
0: up. Padres will be traveling to Chicago to play in, in Wrigley Field. The Philadelphia Phillies against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a ill interstate rivalry going on. Colorado has to go all the way to New York and play it against the Yankees. Red Sox face the Orioles in Baltimore. Fire up them Red Sox this weekend. You know Red Sox when we looked at it a couple. Well, we got to do this. We haven't done this for a couple of months, probably, where we looked at the team stats and the leaders overall for the team stats. I know the Red Sox, though, were like right up on top of the strikeout categories for team strikeouts, you know, versus a team. So the Orioles might strike out a lot, but the Red Sox are traveling to a great offensive minded stadium. We talked about the Cardinals and the Reds. The White Sox take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Good time for the Rays to get healthy and get going this weekend. They got to keep up with the Yankees.
1: Well, that didn't help that they got. I think they lost the this week's series with the Yankees, three to one. So, yeah. yeah, they need they need some wins.
0: Yandy Diaz has been on fire for the Rays this week. The Blue Jays take on the Tigers. Get your, get your Blue Jays, get your Blue Jays ready. Uh, so we talk about who might be. We, we gotta do this segment too on the show. Vlad Jr. Has he not been one of the most disappointing? Maybe, maybe I don't even want to say he's been disappointing. He's a rookie, right? Maybe yeah. the more apropos statement is Vlad Jr. was overhyped. Can we say that?
1: I could agree with that. Uh outside of the home run derby he has not been spectacular. So um I mean he's a rookie, so he's got time to to prove himself, but uh so far this season it has not been the rookie season that he was he was hyped to have.
0: I wonder what percentage owned he is. We're going to do that. We'll do a show of of overhyped players or disappointing players soon. Kansas City Royals take on the Cleveland Indians. The Indians, you, you got to go out in there and get them. If you still have an opportunity to get Indians, go out there and get them. I don't care what their name is. Just grab so, them. Uh
1: to go back to that Tiger series, the in the Blue Jays, you know, go after some Blue Jays pitchers. Yeah. Uh, I I picked up uh Brad Keller today for the Royals who was pitching against the Tigers and uh he got me a win. Uh, I think he had like a really low, like two two point something ERA, uh, seven strikeouts or something. So the Tigers don't hit well as a team. So if if, if you can stream a, a a Blue Jay pitcher this week the weekend, uh, I'd do
0: it. Rangers take on the Astros in Houston, so another interstate rivalry right there. That's
1: going to be a good series, I think, too, because both have been hitting the bats well and are uh, hitting the ball well, and uh, both have pretty. Dece, uh, I wouldn't say great pitching. Uh, Houston has better pitching, but the Rangers aren't terrible either. So
0: the Angels are taking on the Mariners in Seattle. This is going to be an interesting time for the Angels. You leave home now after a big weekend and and uh, remembering Tyler Skaggs and you know that 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 stuff's going to kind of wear off again. And now as they exhale, let's see what that team does this weekend as they travel to Seattle. Marlins take on the Dodgers. They got to go all the way across country. That is a long flight from Miami to LA. I bet you that is a long way from home.
1: I'll say the Dodgers need a. They they've been just kind of you know skating by these last couple of weeks, just kind of even with everybody. Just you know they're they're mm-hmm. uh, they haven't really won any series. They've just been finishing you know two and two with a split splitting mm-hmm. series.
0: Remember what I said. You know they're they're coasting into the playoffs. I don't like it when my team coasts. I'd rather them. I, I don't mind you know clinching something with a week, two weeks to go or something like that. But man, they sure are way ahead of the race right now. Well, and, you know what
1: I like about it? Uh, how how the how Roberts is doing it. He's using a lot of his young guys. Uh, a lot he said, of his,
0: <laughs> Roberts, you like how Roberts is doing it?
1: I do like. I don't. I haven't agreed with his playoff choices. <laughs> But what he's doing right now in the regular season, I like what he's doing. He's getting a lot of his young guys' experience. But as far as getting our young guys developed for future seasons, mm. uh, or even if you know if a young guy needs to be brought up uh, in the playoffs, if there's an injury or something to a veteran, um, then these guys can come in. They've got a lot of experience in the season to, to step in. And these guys have these the young guys for the Dodgers have been stepping up and playing well. Beattie, Will Smith,
0: Verdugo. Uh, Verdugo,
1: who's been playing a lot of ball this year. They've all contributed. They've had walk off. They've, they've walked off for some wins this year. So, uh, you know, getting some solid out outings from these guys.
0: And once again, you have joined us with another episode of the Dodger Hour of Power.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, sorry, I have to talk about it.
0: All right, so some Twitter phase. We'll run through some of these real quick before we continue on. Twitter phase. Uh, there was a Utah boy. You know, Utah's kind of that clean cut, you know, uh, part of the country, right? I mean, that's where all the Mormons hang out and everything. Am I right? Utah is a very uh, Mormon populated state. Yes. Well, there was a, there was a boy who on the street corner, you know, kids have those lemonade stands and everything. he had a stand and he had a sign that said ice cold beer on it and And there were calls from the neighborhood, and the police had to come and investigate. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm serious. It was root beer. he had he had it in fine print. he had he had a and w root beer written on there, but his sign in bold letters said "Ice cold beer <laughs> for sale instead ah. of lemonade. But the kid was an entrepreneur. He said I knew that would get people to stop and buy something. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to get people curious <laughs> yeah, Well, he had the cops called on him a couple times So I don't know that, that, That's interesting though Hey, Toys R Us plans a small comeback They're going to open up two stores this year I, I, Did you ever go to Toys R Us as a kid? Was that one of your favorite stores to go to? No Were you what a Toys kid, R Us kid? What kid
1: didn't love Toys R Us? My son was devastated when Toys R Us closed <laughs> He loved Toys R Us
0: I, I, was, I was more of a Spencer's kid Instead of a Toys R Us kid.
1: Wait, what?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I loved going into Spencers. Well, Spencers
1: Spencers must have been different when you were a kid,
0: because Spencers when I was a kid,
1: not a not a place that a kid should go into.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it should have. I should have went into them, but I found my (laughs) I found my way into those stores. I didn't mind (laughs) Toys R Us either, but I spent more time in in Spencers. Just to be honest, that explains a lot. It does. (laughs) <laughs> I, the U.S. shot down an Iranian drone today. Yeah, I I love to watch presidential shows and movies. Do you Do you like those too? Do you have like a favorite presidential show or a favorite presidential movie that you like to watch? What do you mean by by, by presidential? Well, you know, like, like they movie get you in the movie about White president House. or something yeah, or no, no, like they get you in the White House. You get to see, you know, so, how the Oval Office works and you get to see all the political stuff and you, you just kind of get some of these uh, headlines that make it into a television show. It helps me understand yeah. what goes on.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd say one of my favorite shows before they ruined the final season uh, was House of Cards on Netflix. That was more about the how the government's corrupted. But uh but I'm not going to get into all that. I, I, I mean I'm not saying that I b- agree with what the show is saying, but it was entertainment and I also liked the uh the West Wing. Did you ever watch The West Wing?
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I, I liked The West Wing until it got political. It was, well, it was political the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but then they started <laughs> pushing agendas and stuff it seemed like. But I, yeah, well, I liked I like The West Wing. The West Wing was good.
1: Uh you know it was a good the best presidential movie. Because, and it was actual, uh, I mean, it wasn't about a real president, but Air Force One, Harrison Ford, that movie's awesome.
0: Where where the president, like, saves the day, too, right? Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Because
1: he was just bad A, you know? Like, yeah. he was, like, uh, just
0: you know, taking down
1: Russians on a <laughs> on an airplane, you know, it might, you know, Oh, it was awesome. That was a fun movie, man.
0: Okay. You can uh, tell us what's your favorite movie. Maybe we, maybe we forgot one. I, I, don't, I don't remember names of things very well, like, like on television shows, different things like that. If you wouldn't have said West Wing, I would have never pulled West Wing. But that's exactly what I was thinking of. I was hoping you would say it because I, I would have remembered it. But you can <laughs> contact us, fantasyfrenemies at yahoo.com, if you want to let us know a couple that we may have missed. Or you can do it on Twitter, at Frenemies on Twitter. A Kentucky man went to the eye doctor. With an irritated eye, that that just bugs. Like he thought he had an eyelash in there, is in there for days. He and he got the news when he went there to the doctor that his eye contained a tick. Yeesh! I, I don't know if I would ever be the same if that
1: happened. Uh, God. So, so, did you? Somebody was telling. I haven't read about this, but I, I might need to look it up. They're 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 starting to weapon. They're gonna. They're running tests to weaponize ticks. Yeah. Ooh. Wouldn't that be crazy?
0: They're hard to kill. They're hard to kill. So I, I, you you know, can't I, smash them. No.
1: <laughs> you can't just like, you know, just smash them. They'll, they'll still be alive. You can't smash them.
0: Well, cigarette sales will go up then because that, that's one of the ways you kill them. It's just burn them with a cigarette. That's what Hopefully I learned without
1: it. burning yourself.
0: That was process. my 101 survival guide that I got from Spencer's. In the NBA. <laughs> let me repeat this one. In the NBA, none. Let me let me repeat this. None of the past eight final MVPs are still with their winning team. Wow. Yeah, That's not, you know, in, in football, you kind of have the defensive guy that will sometimes win the MVP award. You know, sometimes they'll get a couple interceptions and a touchdown and it kind of changes a defensive uh, Super Bowl. So they get the MVP award. You think about the finals MVPs those are usually the people that score the most points, you know, they're usually the ones that are the game changers during that time. I'd want to say maybe Iguodala is not quite that, you know, he he might be the closest person to a uh, defensive person winning a Super Bowl uh, MVP. But so Iguodala might be the only one to win the NBA MVP that, you know, it's kind of like a NFL MVP where the defensive guy wins it because he really wasn't, a scorer and he, you know, he was kind of a complimentary player on that team. He was a glue part of the team, but still eight finals MVPs that are still not with their winning team. That's, that's how crazy the NBA is right now.
1: I'm telling you, I'm not going to know. I'm not going to, I'm going to have to do some major studying for next year's season, because I'm not going to know who's on whose team, like what team.
0: That, that NBA I had, I joined, I accidentally joined two NBA leagues and yahoo i accidentally i accidentally joined him i just thought i was going to draft and i ended up joining two teams and one was a roto league one was a head that was the funnest time i had playing any fantasy sports was the nba ones
1: nba fantasies is fun i mean it's like baseball you got to play every yeah, day every
0: day every day so. mm-hmm. it was fun oh uh, listen to this stat so the highest home runs hit in nine innings pitched allowed since 1900 all right. So these are the teams. Uh, three teams. I'll say these three teams right here. The 2017 Reds make the list. Right. 2017 White Sox make the list. The 2016 Reds make the list. So not very good pitching staffs. We're seeing a trend there with them. But listen to the listen to the other seven. Are you ready? All right. All right. The Orioles, Phillies, the Mariners, the Angels, the Astros, the Tigers and the White Sox, all from the year 2019. Wow. That's how much something has changed. I, I, you know, maybe not the balls. The, 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 we have, we've been told the balls aren't doctored. Maybe it's just the obliques that have changed by all professional baseball players, and that's the reason why. But uh, the most home runs per nine innings allowed since 1900, those teams are setting the mark. It's Seven crazy out of that 10. the
1: Astros are on there. It's not like they have a, what I wouldn't. I wouldn't think of them as being a ter- you know not a very good pitching staff. But
0: well, uh, you know, you remember uh, when we were looking at that a couple of weeks ago. Verlander was on the top of the most home runs allowed list, and I think Garrett true. Cole. Garrett Cole was like number five. So even though they got very low ERAs and strike out a ton of folks, it, it was it was very strange. It was very strange to see that. All right. So speaking of all these different sports. I, I want to encourage everybody to join the fantasy frenemy football league where Tim, this is, this is crazy. When I think about this, we are nearing a thousand download mark, a thousand downloads. We're, we're like 800 and something. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. Every time I check it, it's gone up by five. It's gone up by 10. We're nearing the thousand download mark, which is a, a wild territory for me. I never thought that it'd be that much. Cause we just started this for our, uh, our league. And there's just, you know, 12 people in our league or something like that. And we haven't done that many episodes, but I would love to reach that thousand mark as soon as possible. So I'll ask you Frenemy nation to help us reach that goal by telling people about fantasy frenemies. Uh, share with them the Podbean app. Tell them to download it and then like the show afterwards. Or on iTunes, you can encourage them to leave a five-star review. Or you can leave one yourself. Maybe you've been like Tim and didn't ever leave a review and you haven't looked at the comments and stuff because <laughs> you just get the show automatically downloaded. But I'll ask you to do that for us. Share the show, uh, leave a five-star review, comment if you can. And that'd be huge for the show. That'd be really good for the show. And Tim, we have had some emails come in. I can't tell if they're fake or real. I've tried to contact the people. Uh, to get, but I haven't gotten a response back yet, so I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the emails. Maybe, maybe they're just outsmarting me somehow, some way. <laughs> maybe I'm not doing the emails right. But there's still some time to get in on that fantasy frenemy football show league. Uh, I also signed up for a new Podbean thing, a live stream for the Podbean, so we'll be able to take calls, we'll be able to do interviews on the Podbean app, and we'll be able to record right on that site. The great thing is, is we can get some input from the show league. On who maybe the draft know maybe a post draft show with some of the listeners that 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 join up with us and they can get on the show uh, maybe if we do this vampire league and if it's if it gets big enough if somebody can beat me which is a big if by the way if somebody can beat me we'll let them on the air. And 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 join along with the show that evening if they beat me and uh, you know stick out their chest and brag like everybody else does. That'd be real fun to have some interaction with some people. And as our fantasy frenemy nation grows, to be able to get them on the show as well to do a segment or two with us. But we are nearing that thousand download mark, which is really cool. So help us get to that point. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at F Frenemies. You can follow us on Twitter. That'd be great to get more followers on there. You can also email us. Let me get that email address right. And it's all on the show descriptions uh, that I include on all this stuff. FantasyFrenemies at Yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. And we will join you again on Sunday night to wrap up these weekend series. We appreciate you listening. And, and please, once again, tell your friends about us. And Frenemies is always spelled F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. <laughs>